Welcome to Indecent Tea Time. The dish on all your naughty reads. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jesse, And we're going to talk about so much smut. This podcast contains mature content. Please read all trigger warnings before reading any book. This podcast also contains serious spoilers for all books, so don't be mad at us for sharing the best parts. The content of this podcast is intended for adults. Safety, respect, and consent are of the utmost importance in any sexual situation. And while we're discussing many topics, we always advise our listeners to be safe, communicate, and respect others. If you're down for the ride, let's get into that tea. I'm, uh, I'm going to taste the wine that you got me for my birthday. Oh, yeah, the tattoo gonna, one. Yeah, I'm going to open it up here in a moment when I can get the webcam working. But yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to buy one of those just because I love the bottle so much. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's such a cute, like, bottle. I love it. I also, um, I'm so old now. <laughs> and I have to drink wine that is like no added sugar yeah and so when you like go into a liquor store and try to say that do you have any wine with no sugar they're like all wine has sugar i'm like yeah i'm not a fucking idiot (laughs) right like it's made with grapes i mean like do you have any that doesn't have any added sugar on top of what there is uh, exactly and they're always like huh i'm like Sometimes it's branded as like all natural wine, or sometimes it's branded as like fit wine, like healthy wine. I'm like, it's really just the way wine is supposed to be made. <laughs> just right, just it, no one in America drinks it that way. And so I need it like that because I'm old. And if I want to drink, I can't have sugar. So. Or else I'm hungover for five days. I was just about to say my birthday. I was drinking those margaritas, those spicy margaritas I was making for myself. But, you know, the mm-hmm. the margarita mix is just sugar and lime. Yep. I woke up like death. I came downstairs and I'm pretty sure I slept on the couch until like one. <laughs> That's funny. I was so sad that night because I really wanted to karaoke. And I my voice was like gone i sounded like i had smoked for 45 years i could barely get words out my voice was just lost i was so sad but we i still powered fun. through it I was and know we sounded had terrible everyone was probably like this girl's not invited back i don't care no there's no judgment everybody's having a good time <laughs> it was okay. really fun it was really fun. I actually felt fine the next day because the bottle of wine that I brought was like sugar free. And now I've got like a regiment, right? If I think I've even had slightly too much to drink, I'm like, okay, bottle of water, ibuprofen before bed. Like you got this like whole, I'm old. I don't want to die tomorrow. My kids are going to wake up no matter what routine. No matter what. Well, and that's why I was like, oh, it's okay. It'll just be like a day, like hangover. Yeah, it'll suck. But then Monday came around and I went... This is awful. I still feel like absolute garbage. Like I, I didn't have to work until eleven yeah. thirty, thankfully, but I was still hating my entire existence. It was not. Yeah. Thankfully, I had an easy day, but still. Uh. So we can like talk about some of the other books that we've been reading lately. I am reading. Well, so I've 
started this series that is, it's not a mirror of the Akatar series, but it is very similar in a lot of components. And it's a three book series. It's pretty good. It's like a fey world. And then it's obviously like an anti-hero romance Mm -hmm. type of situation. But it's pretty good for a fantasy, like a young adult fantasy. I would say the sex in it is not as good as an Akatar, but Akatar is also like a five book series. Oh my gosh, did you know that she's writing two more? Yes, I did hear the rumor. That's, I guess it is, yeah, a rumor because I like Googled it. The last one is Nesta's POV, and then the next one is supposed to be um, Elaine's POV. Oh, okay. And then after that, I, you know what? I can't even remember what they were saying the last one was. I feel like it was one of the women, um, the one that is like the ancient god. What's her name again? Um, are you that far? Yeah, um, you're that Amon? far because you know his court. Amon? No, is her name Amon? I don't think it is. Thought I thought I could have sworn. Maybe it is Amon. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Amon. Maybe it is, but I think it's. Because there's there's Morgan who's like his cousin. No, then, not Morgan. Yeah, it's the other girl. I'm pr- I'm pretty the other one, yeah. Amon. Yeah, I apologize. She's like an ancient deity. Yeah, that, like ancient- or like many beings yeah. in like one. Yeah. What are you drinking? But what am I drinking? I'm drinking um, Stranahan's whiskey. And it's so Tyler and I went to a whiskey festival a couple weeks back, yeah. a couple weeks, like a That's month. A, about a month and a half. A while ago. <laughs> yeah. And um, you could buy special tappings. So they only had barrels for sale of specific whiskeys that evening. And then there were no more of them. So we got three bottles, not big bottles, like the little bottles. And so I am drinking a whiskey from our whiskey tasting that evening. And Tyler was asking earlier if I wanted a beer. And I was like, no, I can't. I don't like drinking beer on nights that we're going to record because then I'm like kind of burpy. Like I can't have anything with carbonation. (laughs) And he was like, that makes sense. I was like, I know. I just, no, you're fine. So, yeah, I'm drinking Stranahan's whiskey this evening. Nice. It's uncarbonated and very delicious, which I might have to text him for a refill because I came down a little bit early just to dick around with my computer a little bit. So, but yeah, I've been reading that book and then it's really good, but I wanted something. I This is the first time I've ever dual read two books at the same time. I'm reading two different series and it's a little hard for me because I've only ever read and listened. Right. And this is different for me, but I I can't switch between the two as well as I can with an audio and right, right, uh, right. reading a book. I've but, done that once where I've read one and then I was reading another one. And then I think I had to read stuff for school. So, I mean, like that was easier, like disassociating between school stuff and Stuff oh, yeah. for my enjoyment. The topics are so like vastly so, different. Yeah, right? different. <laughs> it was difficult at first because I was like, oh yeah, okay, now I know I now I remember what's happening. Okay, and then and then I could get into it. But then after a while, like it was easier mm-hmm. as I progressed through the series. I don't tell me it was a fantasy series. I don't remember what it was, but obviously I liked it enough yeah. to read it 
at the same time as another one. Yeah, I'm reading that fantasy series and then I'm reading a mafia series at the same time. So but. I read the first, well, I read the first book of A Court of Thorns and Roses, Akatar, and then I listened to the 3D audio for Akatar, which mm-hmm. I loved. The 3D audio for the second book was amazing. Any of those 3D audios are really good. Well, I was I tried the first book, but it was just that single this, this that single one narrator, is. and so I was listening to it, and I was yep. like, "No, this is boring." So I went and bought the book, and I read it in Mexico, which was fantastic. And then I saw on your Audible list that it said like 3D audio or something, and mm-hmm. I go, "Oh, okay." So I tried it out, and I fell in love with it. And then I went to the third book, and I I didn't see that it was 3D audio. So it I, wasn't. I like went back and forth and I can't remember if there might be one more that I purchased that was 3D, but I think that some of the later ones are dual narrators. It was mm-hmm. really kind of odd how they had so many different versions. Yeah. And well, I most- think it's because that series like got so popular so fast yeah. that they just tried to like get- change it up. Right. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, and I found I... that those audio, those 3D audiobooks are fucking expensive. Like 20, 30, but I was like, holy shit, no wonder she only has one. I would do. <laughs> Granted, I love it. Like they're awesome. But so I did, I did enjoy that. So I'm, I'm in on the third book right now and I had to take a pause. So you read male, male, I read female, female book. So I, I needed to pause Akatar just so that way I can focus on this. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah. yeah, it was it was too hard for me to read both of them at the same. I w- I just couldn't. It was like it's too much, it's too much to focus. So I, I just I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna do good by Kristen. I'm gonna do my homework and I'm gonna get my get Your my homework. A in class tonight. <laughs> um, that's actually a good lead in. So we are doing something different for Pride Month this month. We are talking about same sex books which are amazing. And I actually am super excited to talk about this, but we're also doing something different in the fact that we have read different same sex books. So I read male, male, Jesse read female, female. And so I'm very excited to hear your take on your female, female. And I, I remember texting you when I started this series. It's a three part series. The one I read, I absolutely adore it. I adore it for a lot of different reasons and it, it's not entire it's not primarily based on the storyline and I think everyone should read it or read something like it because I loved it so we'll talk about that but for pride month we are going into it which we'll do more of them in the future but it makes sense for us to totally chat about it so much sense to you know give our allyship um and and give our support and especially to you know not all readers are heterosexual or and so i felt we felt i felt we felt that it was only appropriate so i will let you talk first because you are so excited about your series where i am while not not excited i feel i have i have more more i don't know i have i have more to say so i'll let you go first <laughs> okay deal so the series that I read is the extracurricular activities series. So not only was this my first male, male, like strictly male, male book, it was also my first collegiate series. Oh, okay. I've, I've never read anything with like younger people there. Are, well, okay. Let me reframe. I've never read anything with college based 
people right. as the main characters. I've read like age gap. So right. usually the female is younger and then there's an older dude. But this one is collegiate. And it the first book in the series is Wami. It's by Nev Wildler. And I absolutely adored how she wrote it. So So it's a female story- author. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's a female author writing a gay male story. Yes, I believe so. And now I'm like super nervous. I feel like I should Google it really quick and make sure. <laughs> but but I assumed that cool. if if I assumed, yeah, that Nev Oh man, now I'm really nervous, Jess. Hold on. Let's take a peek. Bringing out the serious questions. Yeah, Nev Wilder. Most Oh my gosh, Nev. no, it's a chick. It is. Nev Wilder. Nev Wilder reads promiscuously across multiple genres, but her favorite stories always contain an element of romance, or at least she identifies as a chick. Um Okay. That's awesome. So I'm actually I'm super impressed then because the way that she like she's got to have either some guy friends that gave her some serious insight or her boyfriend is real open to the conversation because the way she wrote about it was or she watches a lot of gay porn. I don't think you could, though. So that is one thing I love about this particular series. So the quickie on this series, right? Two college guys, Mm -hmm. they're roommates. One is in a frat. One is not in a frat. One is like the dark, mysterious, like not loner, but like quieter guy. He's the one who's out and gay. The other one is the frat boy jock, not Mm -hmm. out at all. Okay. But through the course of the story, obviously they end up hooking up and all of the things. Right. So I love it because... This story does a really, really good job of outlining the frustrations and the whole mental process behind exploration, one, okay, and figuring out how to come to terms with your feelings and then also coming out. Obviously, it goes through the whole, the whole circle, right? Right. So figuring out what you think, exploration, and um, the detailed commentary in this book is fabulous. I think I sent you a text message and was like, I feel like every woman should read maybe not any male male book, but at least this one, because you learn a lot about male anatomy. All of the books that we read are so female centric. And this book taught me so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so much. I was just like, huh, that's a really good idea. Huh. Never thought about that. Share with the class. I will. There are scenes. I'm going to go through. I have, a note. I, brought, I have a notebook. No one can see this, but I'm showing Jesse my I notebook. I can see. <clears throat> I have a notebook of all of the things. So, okay. Nate is the frat boy. Eric is the dark and brooding, whatever. Mysterious. The dark and brooding, homosexual. mysterious. Homosexual, yes. Everything in this book, the scenes are super detailed. Their dirty talk is on point. And I think... One of the things that I love the most about their dirty talk is just the the serious communication that happens. I think the author is really trying to drive home all of the components of thought processes. Okay. It, through all of 
the phases of okay. this relationship. And so the communication is on point and there's none of that stupid bullshit that you hate about books where it's like, she's mad, he's mad, they're oh, mad because no one yeah. will fucking talk to each other. Right. None of that bullshit. I well, hate I guess- that. I really, in, from what I'm hearing, is that the author's really pointing not only, like, communication, but consent. Like, talking things yes. through so that way it's all consensual, which mm-hmm. I am already loving. Yeah. Love. Okay. So, they're roommates in this house. And the jock is studying for test in his bedroom. And my broody Eric knocks on the door and finds him jacking off. Okay, so he's studying, but he needs like a break. And so he's jacking okay. off. And Eric comes by, like comes in and he's like, hey, I was just wondering if you needed help studying for your exam. This is what I'm telling you. This, the storyline is not like amazing, but <laughs> but oh, everything needed, else needed is super help. amazing. <laughs> and so then he like walks in. Like, exactly. <laughs> So he walks in on him thinking he's going to offer help. And then he like catches him in the act of jerking off. But he doesn't leave. Right. So he makes eye contact with Nate Fratboy. He calls him Fratboy also just to make it even better. That's his nickname. Uh, So he locks eyes with Nate Fratboy while he's jerking off. And obviously this is a new scenario for Nate. And... He was like, do you want me to leave? And he didn't say anything. So he's like, that's what I thought. And he comes in the bedroom, right? So he proceeds to give him the best blowjob of his life. And Eric is introducing him to like prostate play just with his thumb, right? Like rolling his thumb around his booty hole. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling his thumb around his booty hole, like just introducing him to that sensation. And he's loves it obviously and it talks about how you can't get the right angle if you're doing it yourself and things like that Mm -hmm. so that whole scene plays out they hook up they go about their business hook up like actually hook up or is it just no 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 it's just a blowjob and and booty play play. a little little booty and a finger Mm -hmm. thumb yeah booty and a finger yep okay and so then they go about their business right they are roommates and they start hanging out kind of ish question before you move on frat boy does not live in a fraternity house no okay Mm -mm. Okay. he does not because he's older i believe yeah i think he's of the older i'm I'm thinking way too much of the story i suppose i'm sorry continue You really should. Yeah. You should. You're going to love it when you do read it. Um, I'm going to ruin it for you. Well, you'll know like the general storyline, but yeah, you, you got to read it. Okay. So wait, we didn't talk about trigger, trigger warnings. Oh, dang it. Okay. Trigger warnings. Uh, If you're a dipshit, I guess like this is a male male. That's not a trigger warning. But you're <laughs> stupid. It is, I suppose. If you don't like gay stuff, don't read it. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> apart from that, there's there's none. Uh, no. I mean, everything is consensual. Communication is on point. They don't do anything like. It's a collegiate, it's very wholesome, kind of. It's, like, wholesome in the way that it's, like, a very 
positive coming out story. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I was like, oh, shit, we didn't talk about that. But good. I'm glad that yours is... Because that could be, like, sorry to interrupt, but that could be, like... No, you're totally good. I mean, they talk about coming out. Okay. So if you have trauma around that, like, if that... Okay. It's something, but they nothing. None of it happens in a negative way. Like no one reacts to it in a bad way. It's not wholesome. It's dirty as fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> it is dirty as fuck. I cannot get. I maybe I should have said this to begin with. It is raunchy. Like the commentary is unbelievable. This should be like some kind of mix between an anatomy lesson <laughs> and and porno. Like it's fabulous. All three in the series are the same way. They're Actual they're wonderful. Mixed with porn. Yeah, exactly. It's like bedroom coaching. Oh. But okay, so they go through this whole thing where Frat Boy is super he just doesn't know where he is. Right. Yeah, right. Confused. Like he yeah. He exactly, and so the one thing he refuses to do is kiss him. Won't kiss him on the lips. But... So he'll let Eric suck his dick. Oh yeah, and but fuck he him. won't kiss him. That's like some oh, yeah. pretty woman so... shit. Like what the fuck? <laughs> we don't kiss on the mouth. I'll do everything. I'll be your dirty little whore, but you, <laughs> but no kissing. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the best part of this, which you're gonna absolutely love, because it's a desk scene. So they're at this like frat event mm-hmm. and they're in this the house or the mansion i don't fucking know We're where you are when house. you're in a frat yeah but they're holding an event and they end up sneaking off into like i want to say the dean's office but it's not the dean of the university it's like whoever is the leader of the frat okay <laughs> i know zero about this president? shit president maybe i don't know it's someone's office okay and so they sneak up and this is the first time he has him Fuck him. Oh. And so he's like, the bottom? Uh yes. Oh. Yes. Frat boy is definitely the bottom. He frat boy loves the domineering. Love it. I and I apologize if that was offensive to anybody. I was that was just a question. Like I don't know. Some people are like the question of who's the top and who's the bottom could be offensive. That was I did not mean to be offensive in any way, first off. No. But I find it interesting because I when I think of a frat boy, I find him like, I'm gonna give it to you because you're the girl, right? Like, but no, he wants it. So dark and gloomy uh-huh. is the more dominant, aggressive. <laughs> Eric, Eric, dark and gloomy. I love it. <laughs> um, we're, is we're the more dominant. Straight, even though they're not. I know who's who. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. We have to use descriptors. Um, I feel like this is going to be a really long episode, guys. Sorry. Okay. So he like, they're in the office and dark and gloomy, like walks up to him and is really close, like super close. And like their stubble could almost touch. Mm-hmm. And frat boy like freezes up and dark and gloomy's like, so not that still. Like, because he wanted to kiss him. <laughs> Killed me. Killed me. Then Dark and Gloomy bends him over the desk and has his way with him. Can't kiss which you. Which was home. fabulous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, first, he like. Good. Yeah, this is even better. First, this is such. This book is so dirty and good. First, he's like, fine. Get on your knees. And oh. has him. Like, has him suck his dick super well. Um, and then 
gets him up, term, turns him around, fucks him over the desk. Uh-huh. And then um, that's the first time he takes it in the booty hole. And then when they're done, dark and gloomy, like, I mean, he is kind of hurt, right? He He knew, like, going into this, like, he could kind of be, like, an experiment for frat boy. Right. Or, like, testing, like, just trial and error, like, trying right. to figure it out, right? And so the fact that he wouldn't kiss him, like, kind of sets him off. And so he, they all finished, and he was like, did we do anything? This is the other thing you're going to love. The consent piece, he was like, did we do anything that you were uncomfortable with or that you wish we hadn't that made you feel bad? And frat boy was like, no. And he goes, okay, well, I think I've taught you everything you need to know. And he turns around and starts oh. walking out of the office. Alicia. Like, oh, you broke no. my heart. <laughs> don't. And so then frat boy like runs up to him and grabs him, turns around and kiss- kisses Yay! him. Which, yes, he does. <laughs> it was like super success. I loved it. Uh, and then obviously he's still like, like he's made that step in that closed space. Mm-hmm. But still, dark and gloomy is like, okay, I'll go downstairs. You come down in like 10 minutes. And, you right. know, so people don't know that we're, oh, right. we were. I'll go down first and then you were. Okay. It's kind of like Illuminations. Like, please walk 10 minutes around the campsite and come in from one <laughs> right. side. Exactly. What <laughs> yeah. <I'm seeing>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it was that whole scenario. And so. That happens. They finally kiss, which is so great. And then after that, Frat Boy wants to spend more time with Dark and Gloomy. And so the next scene that is fucking on point, and this is going to get so dirty. It's so dirty, Jesse. I'm like blushing. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) I'm having a hard time because I know what's coming and I want to tell everybody so bad, but I'm like so nervous. Um, Yes, exactly. What's coming? Everyone comes. (laughs) <laughs> um so they want to spend more time with each other and jock like frat boy is a jock right so he's right. going to the gym well dark and gloomy is also not like a lounge about like he's hot too right. like so it's not like he doesn't go to the gym or doesn't know you know so frat boy is like i'm going to the gym if you want to come and then uh dark and gloomy joins him at the gym so, of course, the whole time that they're, they're at the gym, they're, like, talking, like, teasing each other, right, at the gym, trying to be inconspicuous. And then they go into the, of course, stereotypical locker room scene. I was just, I was like, <laughs> did they go to the locker room? Was uh, there a shower yes. scene involved? There was a shower scene involved, <laughs> of course. So, this book has it all, right? It's, like, coming out, collegiate public sex like and then we'll go into the rest of them it has all the things so they're in the shower and um just like messing around frat boy gets on his knees in the shower frat boy is submissive frat boy is sounds like it the subby sub and he loves it but he gets on his knees and is like sucking dark and gloomy's dick through his gym shorts like Uh begging him to take these gym shorts off basically and so dark and gloomy is like do you want me to like you would love it if i took this whole raw and they go through this whole conversation not conversation like you know 
sex conversation. Uh-huh. Basically, dark and glue. I don't even know how to. Just say I, it. Hold with it. I have to. I can't. Okay. Hold on. So, <laughs> let me just take a the sip. The suspense is okay. killing me. So, this is something I've never thought about before. Okay. I, and we've talked about about sex a lot. Like, obviously, we're females. And so, self-lubrication in terms of butt sex is not... Okay, hold up. Call like, it anal. Super, <laughs> just call it anal. Booty hall, anal. <laughs> I feel like butt sex is a little right. derogatory. Why? I love it. Okay, fine. Anal. Butt stuff, anal. Uh, booty hole. <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> Let's get more PC. I <laughs> sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. Anyways. So basically, dark and gloomy is like, let me fix this lubrication problem. Dark and gloomy gets on his knees and starts sucking the fuck out of frat boy. Uh-huh. Right? And he... So frat boy obviously comes in dark and gloomy mouth. Come as lube. Dark and gloomy oh, turns boy. him around, spreads his cheeks, and spits his cum into his booty hall. Hold on. <laughs> I was I like, close my door. I'm like talking about all this. Dirt. Hold on one second. I just Jay. I holy fuck. I could not. I could not. I was like, that is the fucking hottest thing <laughs> I think I have ever read. I mean, when. You know, you got to get creative, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, when, things that's like... when the best things are invented is when there's a need, Kristen. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, these types of solutions are not exactly readily available in our world, right? No, I, like... I, uh, I mean, yeah, we create our own lubrication, but I, I would I would not... Um... Yeah, but... No. To... There's... <laughs> That's a new one. It was one. wonderful. Continue. It was fabulous. So anyways, in the shower, uses his so frat boy, gets fucked in the ass with his own cum as lubrication. Mm-hmm. Such a good scene. Such a good <laughs> scene. Um, And so then they like go about, right? Oh, and then the best part is it's public sex, right? So right. they're in a locker room. And the second that Dark and Gloomy like breaches frat boy's puckered little hole Uh he yelps or like makes a noise right and the guy someone in the locker room's like hey bro you doing okay and he's like yeah i just hit my head on the soap dispenser (laughs) oh i died i died and he was like yeah man done that before (laughs) yep I missed out on so much in college. What? Why wasn't I having sex well, in public I didn't go showers? To a traditional college, so I missed out on a whole bunch. I did go to a traditional oh. college, and I clearly didn't do my job right. You didn't go to the right college. <laughs> I think you the college was fine. Right um, after school programs, Kristen. <laughs> exactly. I should have signed up for more extracurriculars. I don't think you um, would have been accepted. I don't think you so don't either. have the right part. <laughs> I don't think so either. I could have... The, book, book three is about camming, and I, I would have Ooh. volunteered to be camp. I could have been the producer. I could have produced extracurriculars. He could have Anyways. been the cameraman. Yes, which is what book three is all about. Anyways, <laughs> we digress. Um, So 
literally hottest scene in the entire book, in my opinion, as a female, because that situation could never happen Mm -hmm. for, like, as a female. It just couldn't, right? Because it could. I don't have a dick. I'm not coming in interviews. Exactly. Water lubricant is not the same as spitting your own, spitting, yeah, having your own come in your ass. Anyways. It was fabulous, and it was so fabulous. The author brings it up later in the book. Oh, they talk because she knows. So bad. She's like, "You liked it." Uh, yeah. So, oh, and we'll get to it. But so that whole thing happens, and then they there's like other storyline, and then they end up fighting. Right? There has to be strife, so they're fighting Mm -hmm. because (laughs) there was a fucking camera in the office that they (laughs) fucked in, right? And so Dark and Gloomy takes the fall for Frat Boy. Frat Boy's super pissed. He's like, I don't need you to protect me. And Dark and Gloomy is like, well, fuck you. And then right. and then they, like, fight about this. But then they end up, like, Dark and Gloomy, obviously, Dark and Gloomy, right? His family dynamic is not great. So mm-hmm. somehow he ends up going home with Frat Boy, even though they're fighting for Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. And so they go home and they end up like hanging out with frat boys, high school friends. And there's a girl there. Uh, Obviously, like frat boys not out. Right. Everyone still thinks frat boys straight. So they end up going hanging out with the high school friends. And the girl is flirting with frat boy. And then dark and gloomy. It's like, okay, well, like. I'm going to just, you know, head back. Like, he's kind of mopey. Even though he knows, like, they're fighting. So they're, like, not a thing. They've agreed. Like, we're not a thing. Like, we're fighting. And so then girlfriend is like, well, you can stay and just go home in the morning, meet your buddy in the morning. And frat boy's Mm -hmm. like, no, you know what? I'm ready to go. And so frat boy's hammered. Not hammered, but he's drunk. They're walking back, right? And so they're walking through the woods. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, not country, but it's, like out there enough that like to walk yeah. in between houses you're walking through the woods and so this is where like the p- turning point in the book is and they end up like fighting kind of like angsty argument type of thing on the way back which leads to hot angry sex which exactly leads yeah. to hot angry sex and so that's the other thing right so this book has like public sex it also has outdoor sex which i love i love outdoor sex and so they end up fucking like anger fucking and so they like basically come to jesus and are like okay that we are what we are right yeah. we we are going to be and dark and gloomy is like if you're serious like i will wait i'll do whatever you want me to do like i will help you through this in any way you want me to right and so Anyways, super, super amazing. They end up going back to mom and dad's house and then they're like having Thanksgiving dinner and niece goes like, who's your girlfriend? Dark and gloomy. And he's like, oh, I don't really have one. And, you know, I'm not really thinking about one. And then like frat boy goes, oh, he's mine. And dark and gloomy is like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. And then little me. Yeah, we're doing it right here in front of mom and dad and auntie and niece. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then niece this was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. It was like bringing humor into the situation. Yeah. And niece goes, ooh, that's hot. So who's? And then auntie like slaps her and is like, stop it. 
So who's who? Yeah, let's see what I said earlier. Everybody, uh-huh. wants to know. <laughs> everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. It was really, it was really funny. And then it's like silence, and then life just goes on, and then mom and dad are like fine, and you know oh, it's just God. shock and like. Well, I'm glad, so, like you said, it was very good out coming out. Exactly. Yeah, it was like a very good coming out, and it's like maybe a little anxiety like at Thanksgiving dinner. I could just, I was like. Okay. But even like more important, like they he the coming out at the frat house is like the same way. So okay. he he like literally gets up. Like this is something that I think everyone should read. Like his um confidence and just the way he handles the situation. He like gets up in front of his entire frat and it's like, This is the situation. If you have a fucking problem with it, I'll leave. Like, awesome. It's your problem, not mine. Right. Yeah, that's and a so and then every about- yeah, okay. yeah, and then the way like the everyone in the frat reacts is like, dude, so sorry, like I didn't mean it. like it's very like progressive. I um, love it. yeah, like all the guys are like, listen, man, like that's not that wasn't the intent, like all yeah. these things, and so, um, it was it was a really good like progression of coming out, and then you know, end of story, they end up like, oh, and then like frat boy ends up fucking dark and gloomy, like in the booty hole but in a car right so they have all the scenarios it's like public outside in a car we're fucking everywhere doing it all the places doing it all the time in all the places exactly you know what they're really good at too like we were talking about lessons in anatomy i think every female should read this because she can like pick up on things to do to guy like obviously a guy's perspective like that's exactly awesome yeah like, gay guys are going to be so much more creative with each other because they know each other's bodies so much better. Right. And so, like, them, the way they starve off orgasms was on point. Like, at, right? Like, I wouldn't know some of these things, like, no. that guys do to prolong their... Oh, okay. Exactly. And so I'm like, huh, I had no idea. But I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm interested, like you said earlier, I'm interested to see how the author did her research into figuring out these things. Or maybe sure. or maybe she just has, you know, gay friends and she asked them for help. All the Jesus questions. I, mean, I think that's awesome. I, yeah. Because there's stuff cool. in there like you would have to have some really. You, you need a different, I mean, like a female doesn't know these things. Exactly. Yeah. I want to read this book. And I mean, so, I, I wanted to read this book when you were telling me about it, but now I really, I really want to read this book. So it was a lot more interesting than I feel that my book was. So the book I read was a Hades Persephone kind of retelling, but it was a lesbian story where Hades is a female. Obviously, Persephone is a female. So we all know the story, right? Hades kidnaps Persephone, takes her to the underworld takes her as, you know, marries her, keeps her as, I wouldn't, you know, maybe a prisoner. And then her mother, Persephone's mother, Demeter, is so distraught that Persephone is taken away from her and dragged to the underworld that she creates this famine and everybody starts to starve and people are dying. So all the gods are like, what the fuck? You're killing our worshipers. We need to do something. Hades, you need to bring Persephone back from the underworld. And Persephone ends up eating six pomegranate seeds 
and that's how we get the seasons, right? So that's the explanation of the seasons. Um, Demeter is excited that her daughter's coming back to the world. So we have spring and then her daughter's there. So we have summer and then she starts to become sad that Persephone's leaving. And so now we have fall and winter, yada, yada. So that was, I mean, I don't really need to tell you the synopsis because that's essentially the story. So is it contemporary retelling or is it a historical retelling where it... So it's not contemporary. It is very much okay. fantasy, mythical. Like it stays in that Got sense it. that, you know, okay. Hades is Hades, but a woman. She is like, it is that in okay. that time. Okay. The name of the book is called Captive in the Underworld. The author's name, and I apologize if I butcher this, it's Lian Yu Tan. She is a female author. She is a lesbian. Um, trigger warnings. This is a dark lesbian romance novel. There is bondage. There is um, a little bit of abuse. There is parental abuse. There is, I mean, this is a dark romance. And this was my issue with lesbian stories and i think this is i don't know if this is a me issue i do love my dark stories however when i was looking into the female story so i was looking on kindle for lesbian stories and i immediately saw some red flags it was either contemporary cutesy lesbian kind of like oh we have this really popular girl that is untouchable and then like nobody wants this other girl and she's a lesbian and it was kind of like a enemies to lovers contemporary and i didn't like everything i saw in the contemporary style was that so it was either that or it was bdsm and i was mm-hmm. really upset that there wasn't any in between and and that is not to say that there isn't anything out there but that is what amazon gave me so i don't know if that says something about me or Or amazon or or if that's truly what is out there on amazon so i'm just gonna throw that out there but i was i was not happy with my choices i really i wanted something different so i was like all right whatever so then i started going by ratings on kindle and this book that i chose was had like four thousand ratings it was like a 4.8 and i was like yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go based off of ratings and readers because if everybody's reading it, then you know, why not? The story I felt was lacking. And you know how I have a thing about like, oh, the author wrote well. Like, like and that's just like how I read, right? I, I love my fantasy. I, I want world description and character development. And I, I know, Kristen, I know that some of these stories, there is no, there's no development, okay? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. And I even told myself, I was like, Jessica, move on. Just get past it. Move on. You know the story. Everybody knows the story. That That is the book, right? It is Persephone and Hades. Yeah. You know the world that they're in. There doesn't need to be world description. And yet I found I wanted more from it. I wanted more description of the underworld. Like I, like, mm-hmm. like the author just was like, bam, 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 bam. And then it was the end. And I, and I wanted a description of the Elysian fields. I want a description of Tartarus where like everybody was being tortured. Like, so in Hades, there's um, in the underworld, there's levels of how bad you are. Yeah. You were the best person. You get the Elysian fields. You get, it is their heaven. You get grandeur Mm -hmm. and comfort. And then it moves down and then you get to like Tartarus, which is like the bottom of the bottom. Like you were awful you get punished every day like that is their hell right yep i want it like bitches in hades i want more i want more of this description of the underworld what the fuck and the author gave me 
nothing. It's not what we're here for, right? That's not why we're listening to this podcast is for the description of the underworld. I get it. So <laughs> so in the beginning of the story starts off with Persephone and Demeter, and it creates this dynamic of mother-daughter of mother Demeter is super controlling of Persephone, talks to her like she's a child is stupid she doesn't know anything like don't drink because you're gonna get too drunk and i'm gonna have to take care of you you don't know what you're doing there are men all around here that will take advantage of you like create creates and instills this fear in persephone that mother knows best so starts off where they go to a party at zeus's palace and persephone finally gets away from her mother and ends up walking in on a conversation between Zeus and Hades. And this is where you find that Hades is a girl. I mean, obviously she's a girl, right? It's a lesbian story. But you, it describes Hades as this pale woman, but is strong and muscular. And then it describes of, well, maybe she has to be because she's one of the higher gods, goddesses. And uh-huh. she is placed in a role where because she's a goddess, she's think of lesser, even though she's a higher. Yeah. At the party, she uh, Persephone meets Aphrodite, and Aphrodite tries to get Persephone to dance, and she can see that Persephone isn't really interested. And so she says a little bit of her robe, and she shows some cleavage, and she sees Persephone, and she goes, oh, I get it now. And Perse- Persephone's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> like, she, like she, is, she doesn't want to admit to herself that she is, that she leans that way yeah but aphrodite's all knowing and she's like bitch i love all people don't even like <laughs> i am the goddess of beauty it doesn't matter to me whether you're male or female but persephone's like no no i'm what would my mother think oh no so she goes and wanders off and then she hears this conversation and hades so zeus leaves hades finds persephone and goes i know you're there come out here and like teases her the whole time But Persephone is totally scared of her because she's this demure person that her mother has created to be so afraid of everything because her mother protects her. Again, in this book, I was really wanting more sex scenes because I I was like, all right, well, this is going to be a dark romance. Like, shit's about to get real, right? And if you're not going to explain the whole underworld, if you're not going to go into detail on the world building, then you better go into detail on the fucking that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I digress. Moving forward, Persephone goes back to the house. Her and her mother get into a fight. Um, basically, Persephone is not, she's not kind enough to her mother. She doesn't appreciate her mother, right? Mm-hmm. Demeter does everything for her. She should be groveling on the ground because Demeter d- is so wonderful to her, right? So something happens and Deme- uh, Persephone is kicked out of the house. Demeter's like, I'm done with you. Get the fuck out. Oh, I, I remember. Um, Hephaest- Hephaestus comes and wishes for her hand. And Demeter and Persephone's like, fuck, this is my way out. I'm going to say yes. D- it doesn't He will take care of me. He is a kind person. I don't care. I know that he will take good care of me. It doesn't matter if this is for love. I just know that this is my way out and he will take good care of me. So he is a good match. Goes up to Demeter and Demeter is like, absolutely fucking not. You are, you are still a child. You cannot leave with him. Um completely declines Hephaestus, kicks him out of the house. And when um, Persephone is like, Hephaestus leaves and Persephone is like, I'm not a child. I, I, I am a woman. Demeter's like, you know what? I am mad at you. I can't even look at you. Get the fuck out of my house. You are banished. If you think that you are so grown up, see how cruel the outside world is. So Persephone leaves and she is so distraught that she ends up in a cave, which is like a, a middle 
world between the up the overworld and the underworld and Hades senses her and steals her and takes her to the underworld and so finally moving along takes her to the underworld she wakes up oh no I'm so scared and Hades is like well gotcha bitch (laughs) you're mine now and Persephone tries to escape and this is the first like sexy scene sexy sexy scene Persephone tries to leave and Hades punishes her by making by taking off her clothes binds her hands and she's naked and um, Hades begins to go down on her and eat her out and Persephone is like what the fuck oh my god like kind of like body portrayal where she really likes it but she doesn't and um, no one has ever touched her before because you know she's virtuous and a virgin and Mm -hmm. this this is dirty her mother would never approve like so almost on the side of it's a woman going down on me my mother would never approve i don't like this because it is a woman but i do like it because it is a woman and Mm -hmm. by god she knows what she's doing and she's doing it right yeah so it was sexy in the sense of it's she's bound she's getting eaten out and also like a humiliation type story. And then, but Hades, Hades restrains herself. She wants more, but she says that will be punishment enough. This is all I will be doing to you. Okay. Terrible. Terrible right. punishment. <laughs> right, I'm like, it's oh. terrible. Okay. Right. I, Sounds like torture. Punishment enough. Okay. So they go back to the palace and then, and then they get married. Um, Persephone is totally against, you know, the marriage. She wants to be up with the sun. She's underground, yada, yada. They get married wedding night here. We, we, we got to consummate. We got to make this marriage legit, right? Or else, you know, it's got to be, it's going to be annulled if, if we can't do this. I'm ready. I'm ready for this scene. So the marriage happens. Libations have had. Hades is like, all right, we're going to leave. Y'all can keep drinking, but... And everybody's like, hey, Bye. yeah, <laughs> like we know what's happening. Persephone goes back, undresses, waits under the covers, and then falls asleep. What? And, yeah. No. I was like, what? Okay. Somebody better be waking somebody else up in between their legs. Hades comes. I was like, okay, well, okay. All right. Hades comes in and then she's like, oh, and then she like wakes up and she has the, the covers pulled up and she was like, okay, well. And then Hades, to her credit. Gives her a good fucking. Kristen, she brings out a leather dildo. Ooh. That, so when I read I like it, the idea of leather, because it's a little more like friction. That, so, okay, this is where I thought I was like, leather. There was no mention of lube, just giving it to Persephone. And I was like, ow. Girlfriend didn't even warm her up. Like, she brought it out and oh. Persephone was like, she sees her put the strap on on. And like, yeah, she kind of gave her a little foreplay, but it wasn't enough in my opinion. And then just like, so again, this is where I was like, as a woman, I I felt I was like, this is, she didn't give her enough foreplay. She didn't, she didn't ready her enough. It was a sexy scene, but I was disturbed by the leather. (laughs) Dang it. It could have been really great if there had been like the right amount of foreplay. The right amount of like preparation and... And, uh-huh. and to the author's credit, yes, she did, like, Hades was, you know, touching her in places. And, you know, there was a little dirty talk, but not much. 
Enough. So, Females need so much more dirty talk, I feel like, anyways. Yes. Like, and that's I, why I love reading books that have, like, on point dirty, dirty talk. talk. I, mm-hmm. I, and especially, like, coming from Hades, Hades is a, like, the way the yeah. author alluded to her, like, she was a dirty girl in Persephone's mind. She was a dirty girl. So I was expecting her to just, like, tell Persephone, like, yeah, I mean, like, give Come this out to- with and- it. Yeah, so she's Haiti starts off by fingering her, and and then she t- you know she licks her lips and she's like, oh my god, you taste so sweet. So I mean, it's there, but it's I wanted more. I like again, I, I, I this is gonna be the theme of this book for me. Jesse wanted more, more description, <laughs> more dirty talk, more foreplay. Like I, I just felt for a lesbian book, it wasn't. You just got gypped. Yeah, like it wasn't lesbian. B&E enough for me like I, <laughs> I don't know that's such a weird thing for, like no okay. it's not it's like when you think about it right you're like women are so detail oriented and they're yes. so in depth about everything like so I would assume that women like in a lesbian situation like in a sex scene with two women like that should better be lengthy that it better be like very well communicated there's got to be I, lots of words. I want her pussy juices flowing. I want. Yeah. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad, and and it it almost felt like, you know, those historical romances where the guy like on the on their wedding night just like fucks the girl and she's not ready and yeah. he got off but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was almost like that. Like Persephone liked it. And but then like the leather dildo came out and I was like leather, Hades, you better have some like underworld lube going on or something. And there was I know you're not making your own. (laughs) (laughs) Spit on it, Jesus Christ, something like, and it wasn't there. Okay, so they consummate their marriage, and then Hades is with her every night after that, and it. It's almost a fade to black. Hades gets her in her bed. Persephone has, you know, body betrayal, but she's craving it. And then the story moves on to where. So again, so that was like one sex scene. And I was like, okay, like, okay, maybe, maybe now that they're finally fucking. Mm-hmm. It's like, now I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the knit and gritty, right? I'm going to get it. And I don't, it doesn't, it's. I, as the book went on, the my favorite, which was like I think the second, maybe it was the last sex scene. It was towards the end of the book, where as Persephone is um, finally going back to the surface, right? Like Demeter's creating this famine. Hermes comes down and is like, "Yo, Hades, bitch, you gotta return this girl because people are dying, dying. Yeah, like you, she has to go back." And Hades is like. I have no I have no choice. You have to go back. So she finally she concedes to Demeter's demands, right? Okay, fine. I will I'll send you back. I I can't let everybody starve. I can't do yeah. that. So Persephone is going to go back to the overworld. It's her last night in the underworld. She Hades has built self-confidence in Persephone. She has through discipline. D the D can also mean discipline. So I would put this book definitely under discipline because Hades is definitely so there is like the master submissive component. 
component to it, but it is definitely Hades spanks Persephone. Hades binds her hands. She puts them around her back, like on their wedding night. Like Hades, like that was the sexiest part. Hades like puts Persephone's hands behind her back and just does all these, I say all these nasty things, eats her out, fucks her with this dildo. Like, and so there is Mm -hmm. that sexy binding component the last night that persephone is in hades realm persephone is no longer the same person who she was when she entered right so she she finds hades in her office her her study so there's always i love how you guys had like in your book you had a desk office scene it's always there, a desk was, scene. there was a desk office scene in my book too and persephone finds hades drunk off her ass and no longer has this strong woman asshole facade she is distraught her mask has and i wouldn't really say her mask but she she no longer has to impress anybody right she no longer has to have this aura about her so she is just totally fucked up that persephone is leaving and going to the overworld and she sees persephone and she's like what do you want like you got you you're getting what you want you can finally go back to the to the sun that you've been asking me i why are you here and persephone is like well it's my last night might as well make it like have, have a party and, and hades is like what and this is the the time that persephone dominates hades pushes her up against the desk finally goes down on her like starts to finger her and 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 does all the things that hades likes like she's coaching her how to eat Hades, like Hades is like, yes, like that. Eat me out like this. Do this. And is finally using all the things that she has learned to please Hades. And it was the sexiest fucking scene because she's on this desk. And then Hades flips her around and puts her on the desk. And they have this sexy scene. And I'm like, yes, like finally I get it. And then the author goes, and then they cuddled. And then morning came. And I was like, what? (laughs) That was like a paragraph. What? happened no 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 i needed 25 more pages i needed a whole chapter of (laughs) of wistful longing fucking like i i wanted god damn it (laughs) i i wanted the longing i wanted the anger i wanted um compassion and and this and is where fu- you're like, if this wasn't a fucking Kindle, I would throw this shit at the wall. I'd be I, throwing things. If my phone wasn't attached to these pages, if I didn't have to do my homework, I would DNF the fuck out of this book right now. I was so... The book ends where Persephone goes back up, Demeter's a total cunt, and is abusive to her and then Hades comes and rescues her and then she eats the six pomegranate seeds and then and then yeah then we have we have the book and I was I and I didn't even read the epilogue Kristen I was like I'm fucking done with this book I don't even want to know what the fuck happens after (laughs) not having it no I'm done I finished my book I did my project I'll take my B (laughs) readers please tell me listeners please tell me like no 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 you gotta read this lesbian story because I want I want a yeah. better lesbian story. Yeah. We'll have to like ask on TikTok and see what people think because there has to be something out there. I am sorry to say <laughs> I would not recommend it. And and I feel like I always feel bad when I say like, uh, because I know that the author, re- I mean, 4,000, yeah. Kristen, 4,000 people, over 4,000 people loved this book. I really wanted a good lesbian story and I've... The theme for Jesse is I come lacking. 
the cum is lacking. (laughs) Well, the cum is definitely lacking in that one. Like the author didn't do a good job of like describing boobs and nipples. It didn't even like the sensations. It didn't even even talk about pubic hair. I was like, y'all be in Greek times. That's a fucking jungle. Okay. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) We know for sure they ain't shaving. Okay. Yeah. There was no sort of thing, and nobody waxing. Nobody waxing. No Brazilians going on. This is Greek. All right. We got fucking forests. You know what I've been all about? I don't know why. Like the taste and smell descriptions, they have to be on point. And if you don't have them. There was more talk mm. about the taste of their salty tears than there was the taste of the pussy juices. Yeah, no. See, like if you really want to like amp up your dirty talk or amp up like the commentary in the book, like you really got to be more descriptive about taste and smell. Again, this could be of skank asshole versus everybody like they wanted everyone else everyone else in the world so everyone else is like no no i really don't need that much description over the taste i'm like well i do so girlfriend could have been like the her her vaginal center tasted like ambrosia to my greek (laughs) lips and, and tongue like i i would have taken anything i but there uh I don't know. I know. (laughs) I hear you, girl. I hear you. So we'll end this episode with how we always do with a thank you and a cheer. Yes. Thank you. Come visit our social media. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Uh, We're on Clapper. Nobody's on Clapper right now, but we are. And just come and join us. It's always fun. And we love talking about people fucking. So that's, that's where we're at. That's what we do. That's what you do. That's what we all do. <laughs> we do the do. <laughs> we do we do. All right. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Cheers. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to come find us on all of our socials. We're Indecent Tea Time on Instagram, TikTok, and Reddit. And we'll be around. So send us a DM. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for some Indecent Time. Come back for more Naughty Tea. Thank you.